SMS should be extremely high returning for you because you should be reserving it for your most important messages that people really, really want to slash need to see from your brand. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Do you want to deliver marketing moments that last a lifetime? Klaviyo is the ultimate marketing platform for e-commerce. With targeted segmentation, email automation, SMS marketing, and more, Klaviyo helps you create your ideal customer experience. See why Klaviyo is trusted by more than 50,000 brands like Living Proof, Solo Stove, and Huckberry. Keep your customers coming back. Get a free trial at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're welcoming to the show for... Uh, well, I guess this is the first time you've been on this show. I was on your show. But anyways, Jeremy Horowitz, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for having me, Chase. Yeah, based on a conversation that we had on the Messenger Mastermind podcast, I was so excited to jump on and extend the conversation. I think we'll dive into some really cool stuff today. Yeah. So, uh, you know, welcome. Thank you for uh, listening to the podcast, everyone. But uh, we're going to just right now, we're going to stop and be like, hey, we've had a lot of conversations about SMS. SMS is a giant topic on a million podcasts, and there's a lot of new, exciting products and experts in the space. So, we were talking about before this call. That we said, okay, we, we're going to talk about SMS. We're going to talk about everything that people aren't talking about in those more generic episodes. So this is going to be the outside-the-box SMS conversation. Uh, it's going to be a little more freeform. Uh, but Jeremy is an expert in the field. He runs uh, Messenger Mastermind. Let people know why they should actually give a crap about SMS and, and kind of your history with it. And you know, prove to the people that I, I've truly got an expert here. Yeah, sure. High level, you can listen to a guy who's made over $5 million in SMS sales for brands from someone who didn't want to get into SMS marketing and hated it when he first heard about it back in 2017. Absolutely. I, I think that the numbers speak for itself. And there's no reason to not trust somebody who's got kind of the, the case studies to back it up. Let's dive in. So I've got a business. We've got product market fit, right? We, we are making sales organically. We've built out our basic SMS system probably using uh, one of the sponsors of my podcast. Um, so they've got kind of all that stuff figured out. You know, What's the next steps? What's separating a successful brand from uh, a non-successful brand capitalizing on SMS? Yeah. I'm going to answer this in two parts. So the first and a more foundational level, um, they're sending crappy campaigns. The flows just don't tie in with their other channels well. And then they're not doing creative things. So when I say like, what makes a great campaign? You're sending something that people actually want to receive in a text message, which there's tons of content out there. We've put out a ton of content on that. I think if you think about just treat the channel like you're treating a friend, pretty good framework. It'll be pretty easy. And then just really think you have net new creative opportunities to push your brand, right? Like everybody's going to get the promo messages. Everybody's going to get the product launch messages. Everybody's going to get you just the usual run of the mill e-com stuff. What is specific to your brand that is an interesting and new experience that you can provide and that you want a guaranteed open rate? So a quick example of something that we just saw that completely I was shocked by. So one of our brands in the fitness apparel space, they sell a lot of like women's clothing. 
And they put together these like nutrition guides and these workout plans. And we saw a 90, 95% unique click-through rate. So 95% of the people that got the message clicked on it. And it was essentially like a, a simple PDF of here's a month calendar of all your workouts. Here's how to do the workouts. Here's the schedule. And it's right. They're not selling anything. They're not like pushing product. There's no promotion. But that, that campaign, obviously their customers care about it if they're buying that product for that intended purpose. So I've seen a lot of food brands do recipes, like stuff that adds a new experience. And you're not going to get buried in email open rates of 10, 15, 20%. It's not going to get buried in a social algorithm. So like creating those really brand building moments, something that's related in a completely different space. And we don't work on this brand, although I do admire what they're doing is get Judy. So prepper kit, like survival, we need everything that we're going to have if a natural disaster or something happens. And they occasionally just send everybody on their list a like, hey, have you checked all your fire, the fire alarms and smoke detectors in your house? Here's a quick guide on how to do it. And so thinking of those like net new creative, I mean, there's tons of other ideas other brands are doing. Think of those things that you maybe wouldn't put in an email or on social, but is a cool experience that your customers are going to appreciate because you'd be surprised by how even if you don't put a CTA back to the site or a link or anything, inadvertently, those will still drive a lot of sales because people will have that like great feel moment with you. And like, you know what? Yeah, I do need to go and buy some of that. Yeah, I think that's something that is still unfortunately left over by direct response marketing and everything needs a call to action and it's always got to be sales oriented. And that's just like that works more top of the funnel, I guess, when you're doing more traditional advertising when you can't really narrow down who you're speaking to. But when you have someone's cell phone and you know what size pants they wear, like you can get pretty creative on the exact like approach that you're going to have to them and you don't actually have to try to tell them something but if you're leading with value and you're giving them something that they're they're going to like they're going to be thinking about you the next time that they need to purchase something yeah exactly and it's also a nice change of pace of if you are hitting people with all of the flows like welcome and abandon and post purchase and all of the like typical campaigns it gives them something nice that's like a Oh my God, I'm not going to get another. Like, there's one brand that I follow who's a huge, huge cosmetic brand. And all I get from them are back in stock text messages and new product launches. And like, those are great. They're valuable. But at this point, I've, it's like, it's fatigued. What I like to call these change of pace messages may not be the number one revenue driving message for your brand. It keeps the list what we call fresh so that people do respond better to those other more sales heavy messages that might be that more direct response focused and it's keeping that balance is what's so important because like it's just such an intimate channel that you really don't want to wear people out because you do get that guaranteed message and it's that fine line that you really have to play with your brand to keep that going of like where do we where do we take some cash out and where do we put deposits back in for our customer base? Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned fatigue just there. So let's dive into that a bit more. I'm kind of after a number of campaigns a month, maybe, or maybe there's a different way to think about it. But you know, outside of the automation stuff, what should we be doing when we're running campaigns to an SMS list? Obviously, now it's been drilled into us that it's different than email. But you know, what's that difference look like in terms of number of campaigns we're sending? Yeah. So my favorite take on S, like SMS campaign volume so far was when I interviewed Alex Beller from Postscript on our podcast. And he said, it really comes down to how many times you have something interesting to say. For most brands, realistically, that's probably 2 to 3 times a month. We see that like when we really start to ramp up volume and someone wants to send like a campaign every week or multiple campaigns a week, like people just get burned out because... 
it usually goes back to that email tactic of like, we send someone the first message and then it's like, hey, did you see that last thing that we sent? You don't have to do that in SMS. Everybody saw your message and they responded or they didn't. So that I think is really important. And also just mixing it up. Like don't hit someone four SMS messages in a row with a promo. Like you're, again, going back to that framework of like treating them like your friend. Like you're not going to keep trying to sell somebody the same thing who doesn't want it. So really just like having a couple campaigns a month that are all super high value. Like I think that's what a lot of people don't appreciate SMS enough. SMS should be extremely high returning for you because you should be reserving it for your most important messages that people really, really want to slash need to see from your brand. And I think that that's a little bit of the nuance of the channel that's super important of also... You don't need to send that much, that many messages to make a lot of money. Like, right, if you think about it, like a great email open rate is 20 to 25%, a bad SMS rate is 90. So, like, you're four to five Xing the people that are seeing your message. So, you can have a, either a much smaller list or send a lot fewer campaigns to that list and still make a lot of money from the channel. And so, really reserving it for those high value moments of like that, where it really is something that you need someone to open. I think a lot of people need to shift their perspective towards that. And this is coming from somebody who definitely had the wrong perspective for a while and through a lot of testing um, and figuring it out has gotten to this place. But I think that's a really important place, especially if you're if you're like if your responsibility is email marketing and you've been given SMS as well, that I see is the hardest transition for a lot of people to make. Yeah, uh, I think that it's something you need to kind of holistically look at. What do all e-commerce stores have in common? That's right, customers. And those customers are going to have questions. Gorgeous is the leading e-commerce help desk with over 5,500 customers on Shopify, Magento, and BigCommerce. Their software is built with machine learning to optimize your support system and allow your team to save time and money on repetitive inquiries while still remaining personalized. What it does is take all of your customers' insights and information, brings it into their amazing dashboard so you can solve your customer's problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.grsm.io slash honest to get your second month free. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot G-R-S-M dot I-O slash H-O-N-E-S-T. You know, I think brands get to the point where they can do a weekly campaign because they've got things to say every week. And that's a good place to be at. And by getting to a weekly campaign, I'm talking about with email. Like you're like that's something that a lot of brands do. Uh, as they're kind of getting into that multi-million dollar mark, they've got that system built out, and they can, you know, they can produce a reason to email every week. You know, I don't think that you should be texting every week at that mark yet, because you know the things that you're putting in those emails aren't really things that are going to translate the same way over to SMS. I'm trying to think of a really uh, clear example, but with email, well, you said it earlier actually, and I do want to reiterate it is like, don't follow up. Like, did you see that via text? Is like probably should just never happen. There's like one excuse, and I can think of, and it's not. Did you see that? Be like, this sale is ending, and that's like Black Friday. That's like the only reason you should ever send two texts. I think is like that time of the year. Yeah. Other than that, it's like they they saw it. You know, it went to their cell phone. That's in their hand. Yeah. So Black Friday or a similar like the major event of your year. Like some yeah. brands have a couple of those events, and so that I see it as being like a good idea, but. Rephrasing it, we do that. So for a lot of our brands this year, we did like an early drop, a Black Friday, and a Cyber Monday. But you have to completely change your messaging each time. Like it wasn't on Black Friday. It's like, hey, it's now live. Did you see what we sent you on whatever it was Tuesday or Wednesday before? 
No, it's like, hey, here are all of the benefits that we didn't get to in message one where we let them know that it was live. Here's all the cool stuff to check out. And maybe it's a longer message. And then Cyber Monday was a completely different message. Like, don't get me wrong, coming out of like Klaviyo and email marketing, like the resend to non-openers and that like getting the most out of those emails is how you should play email. But it's the exact wrong thing to do in SMS. And we see considerable drop, like from message one to message two, where like a fifth as much revenue and click-through rates will go from like the 20 to 30s down to the five to tens. And so like I haven't seen, and I could be wrong, and I, if someone proves me wrong, please hit me up. We it's been very easy to find. Like I would love to see the results here, but I have not seen anyone send a successful reminder in SMS that outperformed the original message. And I've always seen a considerable drop. And so I think that's a really important thing to take away is going back to that same point. Like it's a guaranteed open. Treat it that way. Yeah. Nobody likes insurance, but everybody should have it. Mistakes do happen. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 70,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention Honest E-Commerce to get your first month absolutely free. And then something else I kind of wanted to just share. And this is my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it. But I'm just not a fan of... And this is actually Andy who's on my team. We kind of just don't ever a let our clients send or like in general sending like a this is going to be the sale type email it's like why can't i just buy it for those that right now like i want it now like i just it's like it's like making people annoyed so i don't know i never liked i never liked those kind of like this is what our black friday sale is going to be but like you don't get to do it just yet it's like why there's literally no reason why <laughs> so i haven't seen well i've seen mixed results for that for promos we actually find that that has worked a lot better for new product launches. Mm. So getting people on and telling them early, like, hey, this is coming. Um, something that we just kind of found through... Well, it's probably plowing the field with their face or just running a bunch of product launches is people like need to get their like life in order sometimes to buy new products. Like Sometimes they need to talk about it with their significant other or their family and like get their finances in order to like literally make the purchase. So we've actually found that like giving that early warning on product launches specifically has been very effective where people are like market on their calendars for one brand that we work with. Like people are product goes live, let's say like 11 a.m. People are sitting on the site at 1030 waiting for it to go live. So I think that works really well. But yeah, I mean, if it's a promotion and they already know what it is, like it's Sometimes you, as a marketer, you can just move people to another channel and you can use that as an excuse to do it. But I agree. I think customers are getting way more savvy to that type of stuff. And it's like, okay, just like send, I know you're going to send me the other email or hit me up on with ads again when that actually goes live. So I will just discount it now. Uh, I guess like following up on what you just said, like it will work for product launches. My argument would be like, why not just like send them to a pre sale page? Like there are reasons why, you know, especially if you've got a finite amount of stock availability. I see it all the time with like drops and like uh you know fashion and stuff like that. But I mean if you're it's a product that you're gonna have forever, you know, just pre-sell it and just once you can start marketing marketing it. I don't know. That's I that, it's definitely more of a personal thing. It's a brand thing and you can make the choice as an owner of your brand to do it however you want. I just like I like uh if you're gonna send a message and you're trying to sell something, you know, let the person buy it when they like are excited about buying it. Yeah. If like the message appeals to them. 
I agree. I also like, this might just be like me personally. I have no attention span anymore. Like I'm always jumping between 9 million things. And I'm like, if something doesn't capture me immediately and I can't also like smoothly take an action through the whole process, it's very likely that someone's going to lose me in the sales process. And so I think like just in general, the entire industry is hitting this really interesting breaking point of like, everything needs to be so granularly optimized to like fit that one specific piece. But then how do you build that like backend brand messaging? That's a really interesting challenge that I think like, at least since I've been in this space and we moved from Facebook to Instagram and now Instagram to TikTok, like it just keeps, <laughs> it just keeps shorter and shorter and shorter timeframes and attention spans. And so like, it's so interesting to see that balance of like, how do you get those quick hit messages in? How do you get that really smooth, optimized funnel in? But then what we think a lot about is, okay, we may have converted them successfully and we may have gotten that win originally, but if we didn't, What's the net that we keep them from to get them to that first purchase? Then more importantly, how do we keep people around for the long term so that inevitably as those ad costs rise on the front end, we can keep bringing people back. And even if we're unprofitable on the front end, we can build some long-term profitability on the back end. And that to me, I think is something that we've been like really digging into recently. Well, recently over the past like three years. But I think a lot of brand, I'm starting to hear a lot more brands talk about and think about things that way. And it's going to be real. I'm just fascinated to see what emerges over the next three years, as I think we're just going to go faster and faster in that direction. Yeah. It's, uh, dude, e commerce is cool because it comes down to the numbers and it can be almost as only like, there are three numbers that matter at some point. And if you can do the thing profitably, you can flip a switch and bring in another customer and you can prove it. You've essentially invented an ATM. That's as, as simple as you can think about it. And then, I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff that goes into it, but that's like all you really need to know is if you can literally, if you figured it out to where you can flip a switch, you can turn something on, you can push a button and it will print you some money. And then you sell that product and then you rinse, repeat. You've, uh, you've invented an ATM. You always make more money, you know, unless you do something. Extremely terrible and ruin your business, but like you've essentially, you know, created an infinite money machine. Uh, and that's the cool thing about you know e-commerce, and it's why it's fun to be in this business. That was like a wild tangent. Uh, I did have a real question though, unless you have a response to that. No, I, I I'm always a sucker for tangents. So if you want to get if you want to get back to like what you wanted to ask, please. No, yeah. Um, I don't know. E-commerce is fun. And I hope everyone out there is like having a blast with it. And I know the people that are going like from zero to one, it, you know, the grind element of it where you're trying to find product market fit. It's the hardest part. And that's why you've got experts like me and Jeremy here that are we're talking the talk, you know, but it's it's oftentimes hard to walk the walk. Launching your own brand is definitely a, a labor of love. And you gotta really find a really cool product. And you know, finding that product market fit is absolutely the hardest thing ever. And oftentimes I see younger brands get kind of uh, robbed by agencies saying they can help them find product market fit. And that's just a complete lie. So uh, you know, sucks that you can't have someone help you out. I bet you there are some people out there that do help you find product market fit. And I do know that uh, I am going to have a guest on here talking all about it in the next couple of weeks. But you know, that's just literally the hardest part. Like You got to do that yourself. And then once you kind of get some things in motion, the flywheel works, you, know, you can scale it. Since 2004, Avalara's vision has been to harness the power of cloud technology to help simplify sales tax for businesses of all sizes. Avalara solutions are designed to affordably scale with businesses as they grow over time. Tax compliance is not a revenue-generating activity. So, Avalara's technology is designed to help you manage compliance as efficiently and accurately as possible so you can reclaim your valuable time and reduce risk in your business. With more than 1,000 signed partner integrations, Avalara likely integrates with the ERP, e-commerce, mobile payment, and point-of-sale systems you use today. 
Find out how your business can be sales tax ready at avalara.com slash honest. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Avalara. Tax compliance done right. So let's talk about that flywheel though. My opinion about SMS and email, definitely more on the retargeting element of the funnel. You know, are people doing anything with SMS when it comes to prospecting or what or like what do you see working to help drive list growth? I would argue that SMS is further down the funnel and you know it's a more warm or hot lead or prospect than email is. So what's what's working now? It's 2021. How do I get more people on my SMS list? Yeah. So I go back and forth because I think the fastest way you're going to grow your list is putting it top of funnel with email capture as many phone numbers as possible. The thing to keep in mind is the greatest value is going to come in from sending campaigns and then getting people back. So like just to dive straight into the tactical piece, what we do, and this has been like one of the best tactics I've ever seen deployed in all of my time in CRO and e-com is what we call the two-for-one pop-up. So everybody probably has some sort of pop-up that hits people either on scroll on exit on like 10 seconds on site where you are capturing probably their email today with some sort of offer. So although I hate leading with a discount, let's just use a discount code as an example. So it's probably like 10% off for your email if you sign up for our list. And then what everybody has been doing, what I've been seeing on the back end is a thank you page with a copyable discount code that just brings you back into site. So what we did instead was on that second page, instead of just saying, thank you, here's your discount code, we say, hey, do you want another discount? So for this example, let's just say 12% off. Give us your phone number. And so the same way that you're going to route people down like a welcome series and email, SMS has this really cool essentially reply feature where someone texts you, you can text them back immediately. And so kind of getting what I was talking about before about the like super optimized funnel, essentially what we can do is we get as soon as somebody hits the site, capture their phone number, give them those discount codes, and then deliver it to SMS. And what I like about SMS is it's called a quick Twitch channel. So someone gets a text message, 90% of those people are going to read it within the first three minutes. So it's really, really fast, right? Like email is typically a 48 hour window. So we can give, we can deliver somebody that discount code probably before they've even gotten to the products that they want to buy. And so, especially as you, with that really super optimized funnel, we can get someone to their product, get them the discount code that they can quickly copy out of their, their SMS inbox into their cart and buy within minutes. Like They don't have to jump to their email. They don't have to go digging through a spam filter or anything like that today. And we can just deliver that really, really quickly. The second place that you're going to grow your list the fastest is checkout. By the time this episode airs, an important update to keep in mind is because you need to have a second field and a second opt-in for SMS specifically, you have to be on Shopify Plus and you have to be able to customize your checkout to be SMS compliant to capture people's phone number at checkout. So unfortunately, if you're not on Shopify Plus, you can't do this anymore. We got away with this for a couple of years just because no one was tracking it at the time. But the second place is right. you have to capture... You don't have to, but most people capture their phone number when people are checking out. You can just add a second checkbox exactly the same way that there is that checkbox of like accepts marketing under the email field of like, hey, do you want to sign up for our best offers or new exclusive discounts or something of value for SMS? And then those two things, just because they're rinse and repeat, 
everybody who hits your site, you'll capture some sort of percentage. The pop-up is usually typically we see half of the people that give us their email, give us their SMS. And we consider that to be really high intent because if you're giving us your email and your SMS, you're probably pretty interested in buying. And then we we also see a lot of success with abandoned carts because then you can set up the flows, bring people back, start revenue generating. But to us, the more important piece is now we've captured all those phone numbers for all of those campaigns that we're going to send in the future. Yeah. All right. So uh, I I loved the first tactic you shared with me, and I you know I'm an old dog, uh, but you taught me a new trick, and we're gonna, I'm going to implement this on some client stores this week. I'm excited about it. Are you using any special tools there, or is it just normal pop up, normal page with another pop up, or with another embed form? Using either just Uno, Optimonk, or Privy, it's pretty easy to set up on the. We've set those specific tools up, pop up tools up on the back end. I've seen and heard good things about people using Attentive's two step pop up. Postscript also has something now. Um, I've personally never used Clavio forms, but the people who do it, it's the same process. Like it's literally just putting an, a new input field form to thank you page. On the thank you page, there's another form. Is that exactly? Yeah. So it, we're not doing anything crazy here. I can do. Th- you can do this with Clavio and PostScript uh, and all the other ones. You just got to make two forms. Yeah. Like literally, field input field one form one is email. Input field two is phone number, and then you match the page that they're on to the number that I just said. And yeah, like all of our things, like how can we keep this as simple as possible, especially for the customer. Because like any friction you introduce there, especially on a mobile device, like most of the brands we work with, they're anywhere from 70 to 90% of their traffic is mobile. So like that mobile experience is so important for us that yeah, like just keep it super simple. Imagine that everybody has really fat thumbs, that it's really hard for them to type in text, make it like really big, really simple. And yeah, like the beauty is is you set it. You optimize it a little bit and then you let it run until you change your offers. Yeah, that's cool. So just to really simplify for everybody, go now, just create a new page on your Shopify store and drop your SMS subscription in there and make it a 12% off or whatever you want to do. And then just have your email firing at all times. And then you set up the thank you page for your email to be like, you know what's better than 10? 12. And then you see if you can get them to sign up for SMS and send them a 12% off discount code. And you know that's going to grow both your list, honestly. Yeah. And the beauty is it doesn't cannibalize either. Like I think that's a common misconception that a lot of people have is like, if I move people from my email list to my SMS list, am I going to lose email revenue? For every brand we've worked with, we've seen SMS add net new revenue and email revenue increase. So one brand, for example, their email from 2019 to 2020 increased 200%. And their SMS list drove more revenue than their email revenue did. And so a lot of people don't think about how the channels can be like can build on each other and can improve the other performance. And that I think is a really important piece that as more brands get into it, they'll need to figure out. But once you do, again, that ATM concept, like you just put money in, you get money out, and it's fairly like predictable as well. Like you can really project out that performance. Yeah. Uh, and that's why you see uh, everyone like running into consumer packaged goods and D2C right now. And it's a, a waterfall. There were two two giant players in the Shopify ecosystem just got 15 and $35 million respectively investment today's. Uh, so Bold got 35 uh, investment today and Rewind got 15, I do believe. I'm recalling this from seeing it in Slack earlier. But you know what I mean? There, it's industry's growing rapidly right now. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, I think the coolest part is like, I feel like all of us are like, oh, it's like, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. But like e commerce as an industry is still t- a small, I wouldn't say it's not tiny anymore. Like, yeah. this past 18 months has been nuts. But like, most of money spent still isn't in e com. And so there's just like, there's so much headroom and there's so much growth. 
that I think like, a, I don't know, this is like a big shift for me in the past probably six months of like everything that's been done today. Like when we look at the full map in 20, 30 years is barely the start of where things are going to go, which just means that there's a lot more growth for everybody. As long as you figure out where you fit into that greater ecosystem. Yeah. it's There's going to be so many cool products that come out too. And you know, the sky's the limit. It's going to be really cool. I mean, uh, Jeremy, thanks for coming on today. And I'm sure there was a million other things that we could have talked about. But is there anything that's top of mind for you that I forgot to bring up that you want to leave our guests with today? I think as ad costs continue to rise and with all the crazy stuff coming out with iOS 14's attribution, all these other things, two things I want to leave everybody with. First, own channels are always the best because nobody can... You want to build your house on rented land. And for, coming from somebody who I used to work at a brand, we used to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every month on paid media, plus influencers, plus PR to drive traffic to the site. Like I got burned really bad by that. And our own channels... Was like That's what motivated me to get into SMS and really invest in email and all these other channels. Like Really think about that. And then two, just when you think about your marketing as a whole, everybody's so obsessed with ROAS and these specific numbers. At the end of the day, like look in your financial statements at the end of the month. Look at how much sales you drove. Look at how much your marketing costs... How much it cost you in marketing. And just divide that, like your channel performance, all these specific things. I think people get too wrapped up in the like, I need to optimize everything. Like, take a step back and look at everything holistically. It's 80 20, man. It's 80 20. Yeah. And like, I see so many brands that are like, oh, well, we can't attribute this new marketing channel. So let's cut it. And then they're upset that their whatever other, like their email or their search goes down. And like, the, the thinking about the greater view and not being so worried about this, like, I'm a numbers person and I'm, I call myself a data nerd and I'm obsessed about all that. But like at the end of the day, like really just taking it and going back to the fundamentals of what's our margin, right? How much sales do we need to be profitable and make money and keep growing? And then what is the acceptable marketing cost? Kind of like how Amazon does a cost. Like what is that acceptable marketing cost that we need to make things work? And then get creative in that solution. Like to me, those are the two things that I think everybody really needs to spend more time doing because you can get wrapped up in all these crazy different things. But if you aren't doing those two things well, you can't build an enduring brand. And at least I hope most of the people listening, that's their goal as well. So I think it's really important that everybody just really goes back to the fundamentals on how to build a business and like in that respect. Yeah. I mean, I say it all the time. If everything's important, nothing is important. And you're just going to be running around and nothing's going to get done. Uh, and then I'll, I'll kind of leave people with this and uh, share it with you. Uh, I was talking to a potential client yesterday. And they were sharing what they're spending on ad cost. And you know, they're sending this traffic directly to their Shopify product page. And they're like, We can't prove it. But like our sales double every time we double our budget. Our sales double on Amazon every time we double our budget going to our Shopify site. They're like, We can't prove it. But like, we know that it's there. And so there's a lot of that stuff that just like, you know, if you are advertising and you're and you got a product that people want, like, you know, some of that stuff isn't attributable. It's like very hard to to prove, but it's just gonna increase sales in the long term. Yeah, definitely. And so I think like just always keeping things in perspective, I guess to summarize my point would would be that's what I want to leave everybody with. Awesome. We're gonna link to all your fun stuff in the notes. Uh, and I'll Try to find the podcast that I was on to make sure that's in the notes too. If people want to hear us double down and talk about more nerdy stuff. Uh, thanks for coming on. I'm sure I'll have you back soon. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io/connect. 
Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.